Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 5th, 2022. Yesterday was obviously July 4th. And let me just mention something that I shared on social media yesterday, and then I'll get into the message for today. Uh, So yesterday we celebrated Independence Day, or the freedoms that we have in this great nation. Now, when I first gave my life to Christ, I was in Kuwait. And I got born again in Kuwait. There was someone there that was a Kuwaiti who got born again, and his family tried to kill him. Because like in Kuwait, it's like illegal, at least at the time. I don't know if it still is illegal to denounce Islam and to embrace Christianity. And um, and so they they tried to kill him. And, and so like there was a bunch of people uh, that had to, Americans, work to get him out of the country. I mean, think about that. Somebody gets saved and your family wants to kill you because that's not allowed. Or, or I remember talking to a, a Kuwaiti friend of mine in the gym. I think I shared with you this before. And I said, Jesus is alive. He said, you can't say that. And I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> and so, but I guess, you know, you say, no, they, he was in a country where you just couldn't say that. And so we, we need to embrace the freedoms that we have. Listen, everybody else is speaking up. Everybody else is not ashamed of who they are. And it seems like they're, they can say whatever they say, and they can have pride in whatever they believe. But as believers, it's like when we express our faith in Jesus, People try to put a damper on it. No, nobody's going to muzzle my mouth. Nobody's ever going to put a a damper on me. And the Bible says that if I, if I do not, like if I, if I'm ashamed of him, he's going to be ashamed of me. So, so he says, listen, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes you are free in the United States of America to express your faith. You should not let anyone damper that. You're a Christian. You don't have to walk around telling people they're going to hell, but you shouldn't be ashamed of what you believe. You, if you're a believer, stand up for what you believe. So you, you can have your beliefs and your beliefs and your rights are protected in this great nation. All right, that said, let's get ready for the word this morning. I'm teaching God's grace in our faith, part 49. This is resting in God's finished work, part two. I want you to get ready to enter into God's rest. So our main scriptures are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. We've also been looking at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. As I get ready to read these to you, you need to say that by faith. Put that in the chat if you want. I enter into God's rest. Say that out loud. I enter into God's rest. There's this divine rest that's made available to me, and I'm going to enter into God's rest. Last week, we closed out the week talking about Hebrews chapter 4, and there's this rest that remains. As a believer, I enter into God's rest. Amen to that. All right, John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. The Bible says, uh, the word became flesh and the word Jesus dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, we see the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Other translations list nine fruit of the Holy Spirit, love being one of the nine. I like the way the Passion Translation lists it. It lists love as the fruit of the Holy Spirit, meaning the singular fruit 
And then these other eight are expressions of God's love. And so let's talk about it. The fruit that is produced in you through the Holy Spirit is divine love in all of these varied expressions. Here's eight expressions. This is what people are supposed to see when they look at you. You ready? Here's a picture of your life. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails. That's what I'm talking about right now. Say this, say my faith prevails. I have prevailing faith, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities because these qualities are meant to be limitless. The law was limited. These qualities are limitless because we have the Holy Spirit. I have no limits. You can say that, put that in the chat if you want. No limits, no boundaries. I see increase all around me. I'm walking in the Holy Spirit. And because of the Holy Spirit, I'm not limited. The Holy Spirit is limitless. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I am limitless. I no longer live by limits or boundaries. There's nothing I can't do. That Why? Because I can do all things through the Holy Spirit who lives in me. So last week, I introduced you to four levels of faith. I dealt with faith in the works, what you see, faith in the word, what you read, faith in the rhema word, what you hear, and then faith in God, the person of God. And then I talked to you last Friday about like the highest form of, of faith I consider to be entering into God's rest. Now, all of this, as far as what I'm teaching right now, it's all in my book. If you don't have the book, get it. It's Level Up Your Life. It's on uh, Amazon. You just go to rickpina.co and check it out. Uh, so all of that is in the book. But let's get into some things for today. So you know how I normally give you maybe two or three major things with a bunch of sub-bullets? Actually, today I have eight things I want to share with you in this morning. Eight quick things about entering into God's rest. And this is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. These eight things are going to be a blessing to you. You ready? Eight things. Here we go. Number one, God planned your life before you were born, and your job is to discover what he planned. Now, you've probably heard me say this in some form like hundreds of times. Now, this is I get this from the writings of the Apostle Paul. To be honest, a lot of what I share with you um, comes from the Apostle Paul, comes from the, the, the writings. Uh, he wrote over half the New Testament, and a lot of his writings is what I believe is, is really kind of key and central to what, how we're supposed to live today. And so there are things that the Apostle Paul, he has central themes in his teachings that are a lot of the central themes that you hear in my teaching because I'm getting it from him. And so here, these are some of the central themes. God made plans for you before the world began. Say, I'm not a mistake. God made plans for you before the world began. That's a theme. Here's another theme. If you embrace the grace of God, there's nothing you can't do. Say that. Say that. There's nothing I can't do. Why Why is it that there's nothing you can do? Well, if I embrace the grace of God, then there's nothing I can't do because there's nothing God can't do and God is living in me. And so if God is living in me and with me and, and through me, then there's nothing I can't do because there's nothing God can't do and God is the one who's living through me. You got it? That's a central theme of what the Apostle Paul teaches. Here's another one. He teaches a lot about not living under the old covenant rules, <laughs> not living with a rules mindset. He talks about the new covenant grace, say grace. That's why I teach the grace life. And so under the, the new covenant, this covenant of grace, we can live the grace life. And under the grace life, now we've been restored to the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul talks a lot about not living rules-based, but living Holy Spirit-based. And so when you're living by the Holy Spirit and you're doing whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, you get to embrace the grace of God 
And it's not about a bunch of rules. It's about the Holy Spirit living through you. Say amen to that. And then another thing, if you're led by the Holy Spirit in all things, then you get to live like Jesus lived, right? The same impact that Jesus made, you get to make. You have the same Holy Spirit. You have the same faith. And so you, Jesus, you are an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. And so once you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're living like Jesus lived in this world, right? And so say this, say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And so these are just a few of the central themes that the Apostle Paul is teaching. And as you read his teachings, and as you hear me, because you're going to hear his teachings when I teach a lot of it, the, the whole goal is to get you to the point where you have a relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your direct connection to the Father. And so God knows you, but here's the point. The point is God desperately wants for you to know him. And so, so God knows you. He knew you before the world began, but he wants you to know him. How do you get to know him? You get to know him through the Holy Spirit. The, through the Holy Spirit, you get to discern the voice of God. Through the Holy Spirit, you get to discern the plans that God made for you from the foundations of the world. Through the Holy Spirit, now you, you get to live this life. Now watch this, just to be clear, as I close out this first point, as you're led by the Holy Spirit, to be clear, you may not wind up living the life that you wanted, but it will be the life that God wanted before the world began. Let me say that again. As you're led by the Holy Spirit, you may not wind up living the life that you wanted, because maybe a lot of your desires were selfish, but it will be the life that God wanted for you before the world began. You got it? All right, number two, God wants you to succeed in life. Put that in the chat. Say, I, God wants me to succeed in life. God wants me to be a success. God is already prepared for my success. So the same God that provided grace for you to be saved, right? And you access that grace with your faith, with your faith. That same God has provided grace for you to succeed. Let me say that again. The same God that provided grace for you to be saved, and you laid hold of that grace with your faith, that same God has provided grace for you to succeed. Say this, say, I have the grace to succeed. You have the grace to be a success in life. God wants you to be a success. Now, how do you become a success? By becoming the man or the woman that God destined for you to be. Success in God is not measured in houses or cars or money or anything like that or fame. Success in God is measured in purpose. So the only way you can become a success is by becoming the man or woman that God destined for you to be. And when you're doing it by the grace of God, here's the good news. You won't be stressed out in the process. Say, 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 I will not be stressed out. You will not be stressed out in the process. You can actually live in a perpetual state of rest. Put that in the chat. I live in a perpetual state of God's rest. So now I'm pursuing the life that God planned for me to live. I'm, I'm dying to self. I'm giving up selfish desires. I'm becoming the man or the woman that God destined for me to be. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit in all things. And I live in a perpetual state of God's rest. And so I'm a success in life. I don't have distressing anxiety. I'm not freaking out. I can sleep good. All of that is what I'm talking about today. You ready? Number three, God wants you to live with this mindset. Here's the mindset. I don't give a care. Say that out loud. I don't give a care. I don't give a care. I don't care. I don't care. But, you know, well, you act like you don't care. You're right. I don't care. Let me explain. While you're believing God to do what he called you to do, while you're in a perpetual state of God's rest, 
the devil will do everything he can to, for, to get you to take on the cares of this world. The devil wants you to take on the cares of this world. The devil wants you to freak out. The devil wants you to stress out. The devil wants you to pull your hair out. The devil wants you to lose your sleep. No, no, no. When you're walking with God and God is walking with you, the Holy Spirit will tell you what Peter said. Cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. You become a care caster and not a care carrier. No, you shouldn't be walking around with a bunch of burdens. You shouldn't be walking around with a bunch of cares. As, as a believer, you're led by the Holy Spirit. You don't give a care. I don't give a care. I, I'm taking those cares and I cast those things over to God. I refuse to carry around things that God wants me to give to him. I refuse. And there's some things, once I commit those things, the apostle Paul said, I shared with the, on Friday, uh, a scripture where Paul said, I know in whom I have believed, but that's God. And, and I know that he is faithful. So there's some things that I've committed unto him that he he's like, okay, give those things to me and then don't worry about them no more. There's some things that I've committed unto God and I've committed unto God and God doesn't want me to put my hands on it anymore. So now I'm not going to stress over it. I'm not going to, I refuse to take on the cares of this world. I refuse to be walking around carrying care when the Lord tells me to release it. I don't give a care. Say amen to that. All right. Number four, these are all quick ones. These are, these are good ones though. Here's another one. Be not weary. Be not weary. You have the cap Galatians 6 and 9 teaches us that as believers, we have the, the capacity or the ability to grow weary in well-doing. We have we have we are capable of growing weary while we're doing what is right in God's sight. And so while we're living the life of faith, while we're doing the things that God has called us to do, we have the capability of growing weary in the process and the devil will do everything that he can to get you to grow weary. Why? Because the devil knows he can't stop God. The devil knows he can't stop you when you're walking with God. The devil knows he can't stop the Holy Spirit. But if the devil can get you frustrated, if the devil can get you weary, if the devil can get you to the point where you're pulling your hair out, if the devil can get you to the point where you're thinking on the wrong things and you're relying on the flesh and not relying on God and you grow weary and you get frustrated and you give up on God. Now, the devil didn't stop you. You stopped you. You stopped you by thinking about the wrong stuff. The devil can't stop you. Say that. Say that out loud. No, the devil can't stop me. The devil cannot stop you because God is on you, in you, with you, and for you. But the only person that can stop you is you. And the, and so if the devil gets you frustrated, disillusioned, getting to the point where you want to quit, now if you quit, the devil didn't stop you. You stop you. So you must decide. This is why the Holy Spirit is so important. You While you're walking with God and God is walking with you, you're getting all these voices the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of Satan, the voice of God, the voice from yourself. You're getting all these voices and you must decide which ones to receive and which ones to reject, which ones to receive and which ones to reject. If you receive the wrong voices, then you're going to take on the cares of this world. You're going to grow weary. You're going to take on burdens. You're going to be like, oh my God, life is so hard. No, but if you reject those thoughts and you only receive the things that are from the Holy Spirit, then, then watch this, you will be steadfast, unmovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You know that there's a season when your harvest is going to come due. You, you, you're like, no, I, I learned from the apostle Paul. I will not grow weary in doing what is right at just the right time. There's a season where my harvest is going to come due. And so I'm going to hold on until my breakthrough comes. I'm going to hold on until my change comes. And the best way to hold on until your change comes is by entering into God's rest, by resting, by not worrying about it, by giving that thing over to God, by sleeping through it. But Jesus slept through a storm. Why? Because he was at peace. He wasn't worried about it. He didn't give a care. I'm talking about you could sleep through your storms when you're entering into God's rest. Say amen to that. Number five, you can exchange heavy burdens for divine rest. You can actually make an exchange. Now, a lot of the people that are watching me right now uh, were in the military. And uh, in the military, we had this place called uh, CIF. Um, the, uh, I, I can't even remember what, the Central something facility. I can't even remember what it stands for. Thank you. <laughs> it's been that long since I, I went to CIF. But anyway, this is where you would go and take your gear and you would go and make an exchange. You would take your gear and you can exchange your gear. You, you can actually say, hey, this is old. I need a new one. And you turn it in and you get new gear, that kind of stuff. So you would go to CIF. And so the, there in uh, Matthew chapter 11, the Bible teaches us that there's an offer for us to make an exchange. And so you, Jesus said, you can come to me. Uh, you can actually, the central issue facility. Thanks, Anthony. The, Jesus said, you can actually come to me. It's almost like CIF. You come to me and you bring me your heavy burdens. You bring me your cares and concerns. You bring me your fears and your doubts. You bring me all of that stuff and you give it to me and I will exchange it. Watch this. I'll give you my yoke. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so you can make this exchange. You can enter into my rest. I will give you rest. I will give you, listen, you're coming to me with heavy burdens. You're coming, you're bringing all of that stuff over to me and you're making an exchange. I feel the Holy Ghost now. You're, you give this over to God. You can give it to God and he will give you something back. But what he's giving you back is peace. What he's giving you back is rest. What he's giving you back, come on now. And so you can enter into God's rest because you're casting all of this stuff over to God. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. The word yoke in the in in the context is a is a is a big yoke that they used to put animals together. And so normally it was oxen. And so they would take two oxen and yoke them up together. And once they're connected, then these two animals, they're connected. They can't move. And so they pretty much have to work together because they're yoked up together. Come on now. Jesus is saying, there's one yoke I want you to have, and that's the yoke with me. I want to yoke up with you, and I want you to yoke up with me. And so I'm going to be on this side, and you're going to be on this side, and let me clamp that thing down. Let's lock it in place. Now I'm locked up and now I'm yoked up with Jesus. Come on now. And so now as I'm walking, Jesus is walking with me. As he's walking, I'm walking with him. And we're yoked up. He says, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come on. I'm yoked up with Jesus. I'm partnering with God. I'm walking with him. He's walking with me. I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is my direct connection to the Father. This is the way we're supposed to live. And we, we get to enter into God's rest. Number six, the Holy Spirit will help you to receive and to maintain perfect peace. Say perfect peace. This is from Isaiah 26 and three. The Bible says that I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts thee. Now, so the word perfect peace there is also translated peace, peace or double peace. There's this supernatural peace that I can have. You can have a supernatural peace, a peace, peace, a double peace. 
There's this peace. Why? Because your mind is fixed and focused on God because you trust God. You're not thinking about other things. You're not stressed out over anything. You're entering into God's rest. You have peace, peace. In, in Philippians 4 and 6, the Bible says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And there's this peace that passes all understanding. There's a peace that, that baffles psychologists and psychiatrists. And this peace will guard your heart and your mind through the anointed Jesus. Why am I at peace? Because I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. Why am I at peace? Because faith is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Why am I at peace? Because I have faith in God. And so the Holy Spirit is leading me to live this way. My confidence is in him. My trust is in him. My belief is in him. There's nothing I have to worry about. Say, say, put this in the chat. Fear and worry have no power over me. Say that. Say that by faith. All right, number seven. When, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit works with you, you will get sweet sleep. Say sweet sleep. Oh, glory. You get sweet sleep. The word says that it is vain. It's not even right for you to get up early, sit up late, and eat the bread of sorrows because you can't sleep. You know, there's some people that are saved and miserably saved. Yeah, so it says, the Bible says that's vain. It's vain for you to be getting up in the morning, I can't sleep. You know, going to bed late at night, I can't sleep. I'm sitting here at the bed, eating the bread of sorrow, worrying about your life, worrying about your kids, worrying about your finances, worrying about just like sitting there and I can't sleep. Why? There's so much on my mind. I'm eating the bread of sorrows. Oh, woe is me. Oh, look at my life. No, the Bible says that that's not, that is vain. That is not a picture of God's best. Psalms 127 and 2, listen, says when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you can get sleep and your sleep will be sweet. And so listen, I like to say there's another scripture that says, he that watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps, meaning God doesn't go to sleep. And so, so I like to say, listen, if God is up, there's no need in both of us being up. I can go ahead and go to sleep. He's good. He's up. He's not going to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep because I need sleep. He doesn't. And not only am I going to go to sleep, I'm going to get sweet sleep. Say this. Say, say my sweet, my sleep is sweet. And so God can give you sweet sleep so you can get up every morning, refreshed, renewed, restored, revived, and ready. Someone said to me in church, uh, uh, yet, well, Sunday, said, man, I don't know what you do in the mornings, man. You be fired up in the mornings. Well, one of the reasons why I'm fired up in the morning was, oh, it's the Holy Ghost. But I get sweet sleep. I, I know when I go to sleep, I, Isabella gets mad. She's like, man, why you you sleep so hard? Like, you know, this happened. You didn't hear it. That happened. You didn't hear it. You know why I didn't hear it, babe? Why? Because I was sleeping. And, you know, I'm sleeping and I'm sleeping good. I get sweet sleep. Say amen to that. All right, number eight and finally, last one for today. You can rest while God works or you can work while God rests. I mean, so you have a choice. You can work while God rests, or you can rest while God works. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this great rest. If all you do as a blood-bought, born-again, Holy Ghost-filled believer, if all you do is try to live your life on your own, human power, human ability, human strength, then you're not living any different than those in the old covenant. You're not living any different than the people that didn't have the Holy Spirit. Remember, the whole point of the new covenant is the Holy Spirit was restored to man. And so if you live your life based on you, your power, your ability, your strength, you're trying to make things happen on your own and you're freaking out when it doesn't happen and you're stressed out over it, then you're not, you're not living any different than the people that didn't have the Holy Spirit. So in Hebrews chapter four, going back to what I dealt with on Friday, there's this rest that, that remains. There's this promise of rest that remains, but you have to labor to enter into God's rest. You have to work on not working. So God is offering you this rest. And says in John 14 and 10, when you're yoked up with God, 
John 14 and 10, Jesus said, it's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work through me. So I'm yoked up with the father. So you can actually be yoked up with the father and God will work through you and you can rest while he's, you can be working and resting and resting while you're working because it's the grace of God flowing through you. Or you could try to do everything on your own. And then at that point, God will be resting and God will be looking at you. He'll be waiting on you to get tired. He'll be waiting on you to get stressed out. He'll be waiting on you to throw in the towel, throw your hands up so he could finally get in. So stop trying to live your life without God. It doesn't work. You were not designed to live your life without God. You were designed to rely on him for all things. Faith is about living with a total reliance on God. And when you do, you can enter into God's rest. Let's close this message out with a declaration of, of faith. Put this in the chat. Say, I live in a perpetual state of rest. That's, that needs to be your declaration. I need you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, thank you for caring enough about me to teach me about your divine rest. I received eternal life. It was provided by grace. I received it by faith. And now I'm saved. I also know that you've provided grace for my earthly success. So I embrace the grace to become the man or woman I am destined to be. I take you up on your offer for divine rest. I release the pain, bitterness, resentment, and stress that comes from harboring negative, negative energy from my past. And I'm ready to make the great exchange. I release all the negative yokes. And for the rest of my life, I only have one yoke. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. I'm yoked up with you. You're yoked up with me. You are my partner. You are my Lord. I don't have to live my life alone. You share the load. And your presence takes the pressure off of me. So I'm confident that I will maximize my purpose and potential. I will do it before I die. Because my days of working while you are resting are over. I enter into your rest. And I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, there's going to be another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, you get my notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, enter into God's rest. There's a rest that is available. And all you have to do is receive it by faith. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. May you have a peaceful, restful day. Enter into God's rest. Live the grace life. And I'll see you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. 
If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.